1: things off with a little bit from the Rolling Stones, just as we honor the late Charlie Watts, the drummer of the band, who was uh, there from the beginning, passed away at the age of 80.
2: Did he have like a really, I'm assuming he had a great life, but yeah, did he live kind of baller rock star style as far as like his past? By the
1: least baller rock star guy in
3: the band, wouldn't you say, Bundes? You're a big Stones fan. Yeah, without question. Charlie just wanted to kind of be like left alone. He was the dude that was like last on the stage and first off at the end. Of the show. Yeah, <laughs> he probably had his own dressing room with like a bottle of water and a towel in it. You know,
4: <laughs> yeah. Keith
1: Richards would have like his needles and all his like heroin kit, and you know Mick would have condoms and uh, right. whiskey. Who knows what? But. <laughs>
3: Yeah, it's, it's kind of hard to almost, like, imagine him hanging out with Keith and Mick. Really? Just because they're so different, like...
2: It must has been a lot of tension, then. Like, Not with him, though. I think he probably just kept his head
1: down, but I don't really know. Have you read any of the uh, biographies on the band to see if, like, things were tense with him and any of the other guys? Because generally, it's Mick versus Keith. You you know, versus, they, yeah. they, they write books and they rip on each other
3: Really uh, yeah I've read uh, Keith Richard's biography and um, there was not much mention of like problems with Charlie. It was more with um, like problems with Brian Jones who ended up passing away. Um, the first, the other guitar player in the band. Um, there was issues with Bill Wyman, who was the bass player, and then obviously with Mick. But Charlie is just Charlie, man. Everybody likes Charlie. He, just he does was just
2: thing. going with the flow, yeah. easy to get along with. It Reminds me of myself, really. Yeah,
1: that's right, and just like uh, you'll probably be the first to die out of the three of
4: us. <laughs> no, it's crazy
1: to think that Charlie Watts, a guy who, from what I can see, like you know, had led like a pretty, you know healthy-ish lifestyle, yeah. dies before Keith Richards.
2: How That's is that a fair? really good point. Yeah. How is the guy that was probably in bed first the one that died? Keith Richards,
1: by the way, I'm just looking. He's, uh, of course, uh, the guitarist. He's 77, so three years younger. So it's not like he lived longer than Charlie Watts, but just died first. So as long as, if Keith makes it past 80, then he will have outlived, you know, or outlasted. Charlie Watts, in that regard. Huh. Dark, I, though, eh? to be thinking about all this stuff. I think Keith is going to live forever, man. <laughs> it's impossible. It's
2: forever? impossible.
1: <laughs> wow. he, he must have, like, the craziest, like, uh, genetic makeup. Like, to survive everything he's survived and still be alive without having, like, heart failure or kidney, certainly kidney failure. It doesn't you know? make
2: any sense because you know my dad was like as healthy as an ox and died of cancer in his 70s but you know you see people who smoke like a chimney and who live to be 100 it it, it i guess it it's you know those are those those things that influence how long you're going to survive but in the end it's who knows what's going to mm. happen mhm you know
4: Uh,
1: Let me, I'm just looking up here. Legendary Rolling Stone drummer Charlie Watts has died at the age of 80. Uh, The Daily Star have taken a look back at the rock star's incredible life from the height of his music fame to drug use and scary cancer battles. So I guess he was doing some drugs too.
2: Okay, there you go. Uh, Drug use and scary cancer battles. He was known
1: as the calm at the center of the Rolling Stone storm. Mm Mm-hmm. On and off stage, hmm. but he had marriage breakups, he had addiction, he had arrests. So it wasn't like he was just going home to the library at the end of a thing.
3: Huh? Like, <laughs> yeah. Let's be real, he's still a member of the Rolling Stones, yeah. right? Like It's just in comparison to Keith or Mick and that kind of larger than life and like out there. Uh, yeah. He wasn't that. Yeah. But he's still, you know, he's still a rock star at the end of the day.
1: Yeah, I wonder. I wonder if I can find a little bit more on his drug use. Yeah,
2: what drugs are we talking about here? Uh, well, it's
3: the
1: '60s, man. Like, oh yeah, definitely weed, definitely heroin. But if he was definitely addiction, acid. yeah, it'd be like cocaine for sure too, right? Mixed in there, probably. Uh, despite being seen as the reliable member of the band, Charlie still had a few wild years in the 1980s. During this time, he turned to drink and drugs, and admitted that he went mad. Uh, Reflecting on the tumultuous period Charlie explained It was very short for me I just stopped It didn't suit me at all So it seemed Mm. like a pretty small window Where he was overindulging Weren't
2: the 80s all about cocaine? Like Mm -hmm. wasn't that what it was about? I I do
1: feel like he had a super young wife though Didn't he have like
3: um, Patty Hansen. No sorry that's uh, that's Keith Richards I'm thinking of Uh, um,
1: Charlie Watts I feel like he was dating someone young, but I I could get that wrong too. His last uh
3: dine does it say is uh no, it doesn't say spouses on here. Uh it's set well on Wikipedia it says his spouse is Shirley Ann Shepard from 1964 they were married. Oh okay. It doesn't say divorce. I don't know if they uh
1: Health, death uh...
3: the woman behind Charlie Watts devoted wife for 57 years.
4: Sorry.
1: Oh, well, so I guess not then. Huh. Yeah, maybe
3: I'm thinking of... Yeah, it was uh, Bill Wyman you are thinking oh, of. Bill Wyman, yeah. the bass player, he liked the young girls. Yeah, like crazy young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? Right? Yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah, he liked them real young. He's like Matthew Not like, uh, you know, like adults still, but, what? you
1: know, when you're 70-something and you're dating like a 30-year-old. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. But wouldn't you want to do that if you're 70, date a 30-year-old guy, Maura? Of course no. you would. no, 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 no. When you want no. to bang A 30 year old guy Maybe then <laughs> <laughs> He's firm hard
4: boner uh, uh, uh,
2: no. I don't know it, That always comes With the 30 year old drama You know You date like somebody Have you ever dated Somebody much younger than you You're like Oh god Okay
1: 45 years <laughs> old You're 70 <laughs> If he wants to have sex with you You're gonna say no If you're single And I he's clean like, And everything's like On the up and up I
2: feel like once you, Yeah if I'm 70 And he's like 50 or older That's cool That's different I'm talking about like a stretch where you're like, you know, I don't know, sixty, and that person's in their twenties, and I feel like you know I don't want to be with somebody who's like. It depends
1: where they're at with their life.
2: Yeah, when, that's true. You know,
1: when I was twenty six, I dated a nineteen year old. We were in two different places in our life, totally. and by dated, I mean like we casually through a summer, right? And I even said from the outgo, like I'm too old, and she's like, it doesn't matter. Let's just have fun. But when it when it started to feel like you know on her end, she was taking it more seriously. I was like, we're in two completely different places. <laughs> but if she had been twenty. 20- twenty nine and I was thirty-six, mm-hmm. it probably would have been a no brainer.
2: Yeah. If you, you have know? to like if you're going to pick her up at high school and you gotta get like a hall pass yeah. to meet with her outside her locker, then you know there's something wrong.
4: Right? Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a yeah. Pineapple Express. Have you watched Pineapple Express yet? I finally watched yes! Pineapple Express. Yes.
1: That was a pretty funny movie. So
2: Seth Rogen is dating yeah, like yeah, a yeah, yeah. a chick who's in I don't know what grade she's in, it's but in high yeah. school. Yeah, yeah. She's <laughs> Showing up at her high school and he's getting like in trouble from one of the teachers. Yeah, he's but then like, he, he doesn't. You. Yeah, he doesn't give a shit. He's
1: like, "Fuck you, man." <laughs> yeah. He doesn't care. He's not in high school. Yeah. He's working. He's got I don't a job.
2: remember who that actor is, but he's perfect
5: choice for the teacher. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's a crazy movie. That was it was a bit nuts, but uh, oh, it's totally
2: nuts. Yeah, like when he realizes he's witnessed a, a murder and he's yeah. high and he's yeah. in his car and he cannot get out of a fucking parking spot. Yeah. He's just like. Hits the car behind him Hits the car in front of him Hits the car behind him
1: Yeah it Too took, fun it, it took me like Five times To try and watch that movie Because I kept watching it Near the end of the night After oh. When I was uh, On vacation And I'd had a few drinks So I kept falling asleep And then having to restart it But <laughs> It was It was Yeah Definitely worth the watch <laughs> I still haven't watched Eyes Wide Shut yet though Oh
2: come on Yeah You will thank us for that Don't you think
1: I think it's one of those things Where even if I'm not feeling it I just have to start the movie, yeah, and get through the first twenty minutes.
2: I think, um, I think you. There's no way in hell you're gonna watch that whole thing because it's three hours. So just don't go in. No, like just go in and think I'm just gonna watch 45 minutes of it. You know?
1: Yeah, yeah. I, just casual. I don't, don't want to do because I still haven't watched the Irishman because that again is like no. a four-hour movie. That's not
3: worth it. And people are honest. like, Oh
1: spread it out over a couple."
3: It's not. It's, it's not, not worth, worth watching. It. Irishman is not. Yeah. It's nowhere near on the same level as any of other uh, Martin Scorsese's other movies. And
2: Eyes Wide Shut will like honestly have you uh, so revved up as far as like anxiety and like, what is going on? Whereas I found the Irishman was just like, oh, it was just, it just needed to be edited. Down.
1: Yeah, see, as soon as you say, oh, you gotta plan to watch it in multiple increments, that's a movie I don't want to watch.
3: Well, just pretend it's a TV show. You, you don't need to <laughs> you don't need to watch Eyes Watch Shut in multiple increments. It's, yeah. It's like the same length as like uh the Dark Knight. It's like you know, it's two hours and forty minutes or whatever. It's, right. Okay. Is
2: Dark Knight two hours and forty minutes? Yes, yeah, so long. long.
3: Yeah. It's long. Dark, watch, that's with Bane, right? Dark Knight? Uh, no, that's Dark
1: Knight Rises. Oh yeah. I Oh, I, I'm playing a different song now. I didn't even realize that. I, I, what, hey man. Keep it rolling. No, I wanted to get back into this song because uh, I wanted to point out all the movies that this song has appeared oh, in. Okay. I was trying to think like when we were first playing it. I'm like, was it Goodfellas or was it Casino? I remember like a or was scene. It departed? I don't know. Well, it was in Goodfellas. This song was featured there. Mm-hmm. So like you know Ray Liotta and all that. It was featured in *Adventures in Babysitting*. Okay. In *Air America*. In a movie called *The War*, which I don't really remember. It was also featured in *Casino*.
4: Ah. Okay. So
1: *Casino* and *Goodfellas*. Uh, in *The Fan*. The fan. Okay.
3: Yeah, yeah. That's uh, with. Uh, was not like nice? a stalker one? Stalkerish. Or is that Al Pacino or is it Robert De Niro? And it's like, what's They get kidnapped, right, or something? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah, and also Lair Cake.
1: And I feel like Lair Cake was uh, was uh, Daniel Craig, wasn't uh, oh. wasn't that James Bond like pre James Bond? He was in the movie Lair Maybe. Cake.
2: You will notice it is not featured in Eyes Wide Shut. Yeah, no. Don't wait for it. It will not come up.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Daniel Craig was in Lair Cake, that movie, along with Sienna Miller, Tom Hardy, a whole bunch of people. All right, uh, that's just the first part of the podcast. Second part coming up next, it's the Daily Take Two. Hang on for that.
0: This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at sax.com.
1: It's Tucker and Maura as students get ready to go back to school. We just thought it'd be fun to have a conversation about those embarrassing or soul-crushing back-to-school moments that you've been through. If you have one, uh, feel free to share it with us, and we'll talk about that this afternoon.
2: We got a text from Charlie. He says it was his first day of school in Farm County, Coming from the big city, so he thought he'd be super cool.
1: Oh yeah, t- trust me. I did that for my first radio job. I moved from Montreal to literally the one of the, you know, a famous farming town uh-huh. in Saskatchewan. Super cool? No. No. That was I was like from the future. <laughs> They treated me like I was uh, an Marty idiot. McFly yeah. no, it, Literally it was like a scene out of Back to the Future when I moved
4: there
2: He says I took my plastic pencil case and my books in hand to my homeroom And on the way there a bully slapped the case <laughs> from my hands And boom all my stuff went all over the place But the best part was a few hot chicks helped me pick them up
4: <laughs> So it turned
2: out okay
1: Yeah No hot chicks picked me up when I was in (laughs) Rosetown, Saskatchewan.
2: (laughs) Here's a text from Steve. He says, when I was going into grade nine, my dad dropped me off in front of the school where everybody was walking in, you know, that epic moment, everybody's coming in. Uh, I left my dad's car. I'm doing my strut into school, super nervous. Well, I forgot my lunch in the car and I was walking into school doing my strut. I hear... Steven!
4: You forgot
2: your lunch, son. Don't worry, I cut your sandwich into squares, just like your mom does. Now grab it so you won't be late.
4: Oh, Dad. <laughs> Suck the
2: coolness out of that
1: moment pretty damn quick, eh? Hey?
4: <laughs>
6: oh, you felt like a big loser nice, right there.
2: Yeah.
1: Hey, Kadri, thanks for calling in. What's your story of a back-to-school embarrassing moment?
6: Okay, so I go wearing, obviously, your best outfit, going back to school. Mm-hmm. And um, in first period, I sit down, to sit in my chair. So first thing, and my great new uh, pair of pants ripped right under where your butt is. Oh! And um, so the rest of the day, I'm wearing my pants just with, like, my butt half hanging out. Why why not,
1: like, go home or something quickly and change it up?
6: So I actually lived, like, over an hour walk away, and I didn't drive. Oh! (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Of course that would happen to you Who lives an hour away from school I did have a fairly long Shirt on as well So I was kind of uh, hoping that that Did the trick for the most part Which I think it did But it was still um, A stressful day nonetheless Uh, At least
1: grade 12 and not grade 9 You know that yeah. happens as a Very minor true. niner or something in the fat hall hallway hey, anymore.
2: Yeah, first <laughs> yeah. <laughs> first day back to school, I'd say to my mom, "Do you mind? I just don't want to wear my back brace on the first day back, please, because it was civvy's clothes. You get to wear your regular, oh, you know, yeah? your best outfit. You, you know, right. so I f- I feel your pain. Thanks for the call, Kadri. Awesome. Thanks so much, guys. We're talking about back to school nightmares. Kristen says my first day of grade six was about an hour into the day and Mm -hmm. I get up off my chair and everyone in the class starts pointing and laughing at me and I had just got my very first period and I was so embarrassed and it was like the story through the whole school like it's not just her class that ended up knowing yeah it was the entire school Oh, tough one That's so hard Guys, I can't tell you How many period stories We're getting Where it comes When you're at school For the first time And you are not prepared
1: Yeah Very
2: scary She says it actually How do you you, I mean You have stuff on you And maybe a change of clothes Like a
1: Change of clothes Some people The age range these days Is all over the place I have two daughters One is 12 One is 15 And you know I I hear stuff from other parents And like You know I kind of have an idea Of who's transitioning versus Mm -hmm. who's a little, you know, not behind, but just not yet. Yes. And it's all over the place. I mean, you know, my daughters had friends that were two years before them. Yes. So to be prepared every day, it's like you got to be prepared for five years. (laughs) (laughs) You kind of have to start in grade four and it may not come till grade eight. And it's like every day you got to be prepared with a change of clothes (laughs) or something. Like, how do you do that? I don't know. I can see how you'd be caught off guard. and what is crazy is how there's still a stigma attached to that. How, like, it's not completely normal. You know, if you just ran around a track 10 times and came into school and you were sweating, people are like, oh, you're sweating. <laughs> right. But, you know, it's just your body being your body. Yes. And and still, you can, like, it, it can be embarrassing, but it shouldn't be. Yeah, crazy. That Kristen even says
2: now, it actually turned around in her favor because she was one of the first ones to... You know, start blooming in many different areas That it definitely, you know All of the boys started liking her Because she was getting curves as well She
1: got all the hugs (laughs) (laughs) Okay, here's Okay, there's two things that need to We need to do a better job of Okay Yes we need to do a better job of, you know, handling these situations when young women have their period for the first time in school. Mm-hmm. And I think we got to show a little compassion to young boys for their spontaneous boners. I mean, there's no. It's I don't just, remember seeing one of oh, those. Well, by the way, look, they're hiding them. That's what the binder's for. That's what
2: you know. Like, well, you're doing a damn
1: good job. You could be thinking about pasta, and you could get a boner. Like it just sometimes you reach an age, and things are working, and
4: right. yeah. Hormones
1: are flying. Hormones are flying and things just happen. Yes. And that can be extremely embarrassing if you're caught in that situation. Oh, you my know. Heart breaks. There's a point where, like, kids have to transition from wearing sweatpants to, like, jeans. And that's usually after a couple of embarrassing scenarios or, or for fear of getting, you know.
2: Mm-hmm. Did that ever happen to you guys? Like, I mean, bad timing being called to the blackboard or something? No, I
1: never got, like, called out for it. But it definitely, like, was there was some dodgy moments. Moments where I was like, "Oh God," I, you know.
3: Yeah. Let's totally. hope the bell
1: doesn't ring right now. <laughs>
3: yeah, you got to put your hand in your pocket to like hide it, or you yeah. always have one textbook out of your backpack that you leave in front of yeah. you. Oh, even-
1: yeah. Oh God. That's that's all embarrassing stuff. Puberty.
2: We got a text from Joe. He says, I still get a boner thinking about pasta. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: that's good pasta.
2: That's, I, don't know.
4: I need to know what kind of sauce you're using over there, Joe.
1: We've been asking you to share your... Awkward or embarrassing back-to-school stories As people get ready to go back to school
2: A lot of wipeout stories uh, <laughs> A lot of people falling So that's very normal uh, And a lot of, like, you know People make fun of people in, in elementary and high school And it's not fair Mode sent us a text mm-hmm. She says, my family moved from Montreal to Toronto many years ago My twin and I started grade 5 in a French school in um, Ontario and the teacher introduced us as new students it was a rainy day so our recess took place in the classroom and a girl was in the class she went up to the board and drew a big huge beaver and wrote my name beside it and let's just say it was because i didn't have the best teeth in the world
4: what is wrong with people
2: Candy says, first day of grade nine, I had history and science and both teachers previously taught my brother and asked if we were related. Mm. And when I confirmed, the energy changed forever. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. What I, did the brother I, do? I had the same situation. My brother was so smart and I remember getting into chemistry, grade eleven. Yeah And the teacher's like Oh we've got a Grierson in the Classroom Okay And very quickly He learned That I was not A science uh, Brainiac Like my brother Can't
4: light the Bunsen burner (laughs) Uh, How do we Uh How do we mix these chemicals together?
2: (laughs) Oh, it burns! I still don't understand molar mass to this day. Molar mass. Don't know what it is. Yeah, but what do you
1: need chemistry for in your life? Exactly. Other than if you're cooking. You know, sometimes a little chemistry uh, background (laughs) can help with that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I had a brother and sister that were older. So, yeah, I, I don't think I had a teacher that didn't know... You know, one of my siblings.
2: Of the Tuckers, yeah. Yeah. Good
1: thing we're all equally dumb. So (laughs) there is no, you know, preconceived notions. Candy's
2: (laughs) brother was a little bit notorious. Okay, so she says, my brother used to correct. The history teacher. (laughs) And then the teacher would send him into the hallway. And instead of standing in the hallway, he would go to the library, look up the fact, walk back into class, and show the teacher in front of everyone that the teacher was wrong and he was
3: right. That's my guy. That's my dude. I love that. That That is awesome.
2: Yeah. Good for that kid. I mean, that, like, yeah. Yeah, serves the teacher right. But then, the sci- you won't like this, the okay. science teacher was bald and had a big beard. Oh, and no. the brother used to tell him that his head was on upside down.
1: <laughs> well, that's being a jerk.
4: That's being a that's jerk. That's being a jerk.
1: But, you know, questioning and challenging the teacher on the information, if you think of, and you know it's right uh, and they're wrong...
2: And you back it and up with you books. You back it up with
1: yeah <laughs> research. I mean that's science right there. Right? There you go. There that you is go. A, that should that kid should get an A or he a should, ninety he or whatever. Get an a. Yeah. It's Tucker Amora. We've been talking about embarrassing back to school moments or back to school nightmares. Tanya, what's yours?
5: My son is now nine. Um, his first day of junior kindergarten, he was bused to, to school. And this bus took them to the wrong school.
1: Wow. <laughs> oh That's God. a. I, I mean, I could see how that would happen. Yeah, Drivers. Four,
5: so he has no idea, right? He's like, yeah. Yeah, hey, cool, I'm going to hang out with the other kids. But about an hour after school started, I got a call that my son wasn't at school.
1: Okay, so you don't know anything until no you get a idea. call saying your son never showed up and now you're yeah. in like full panic mode.
5: Oh, yeah. So I'm like, what do you mean he didn't show up? He went on the bus, so they had to track down the bus driver and then they had to. And then the kids at the school, they're like, well, he's not registered here. so They had to call the school board to find out what school he was supposed oh, to be at. Oh, my God. Yeah. Holy
1: cow. He must have been
5: dying. Uh, yeah.
1: yeah. How, how did your son take it? Like, was he just sort of rolling with and didn't really yeah. care?
5: No, nah, he didn't care at all. He's like, okay, cool.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, like you know, he, he doesn't he know there, any like, better.
5: He's like, I was hanging out with kids. I was having fun. He didn't care.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, good <laughs> thing.
5: Well,
1: <laughs> so no psychological damage to son, but mother may have uh, had a bit of... He
5: didn't, he didn't go on the bus for the rest of the school year. Like, I was like, no, nope, I drove him to school. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and what grade is your son going into this year?
5: He's going into
1: four. Oh, four. Yeah,
5: mm. yeah. You know what? We've been at home for grade two and grade three, so back to school we go, and hopefully they stay in school this time. Oh, I know. You guys
1: know my grade four story.
2: What's your grade four story? That was
1: the year that I cut school for a week and a day oh without getting God. caught until the, oh. the oh. until the sixth day, of the, you know, after doing a whole week.
2: You went to the mall every day.
1: Every day. <laughs> yeah. And I came home at lunch, and then uh, I go back to the mall uh, in the afternoon. Oh, my God. God. I did that for grade five days four. in grade four. And then on the following week, I was getting ready to do another week of it. <laughs> and I got caught after the morning trip to the mall. I came back at lunch. My mom figured, well, the school figured it out. They called my mom. My mom was like, where have you been for the last week
2: at <laughs> school? you were like, sports check. Uh- <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah.
1: <laughs> I was eating in the cafeteria at the bay and I was, uh, you know... Yeah, grade four. Fond memories of grade four. Oh, boy. Have a great day.
2: Awesome. Thank you.
1: Imagine Harvest.
2: I can't. (laughs) I cannot imagine that happening. I can't even
1: imagine me doing it. I still remember it, but uh, yeah, it's insane. It's insane. She's
2: just told me a story that, uh, like, it's just come out in the last week, jk that she was sent to the principal's office oh yeah yeah she said recent like recently she's told me a, a story about having to go see somebody in the office and i was like the principal and she said yeah they call him the principal i'm <laughs> like well, what did they say and she said they told me i have to tell the truth i'm like Oh, what is going on? JK sent to the principal's office? The
1: things I could teach your daughter. She says <laughs> she's good at lying, i got a few ideas for her.
2: If you're trying to land a new job, there is one thing you can do to increase the odds that they're going to pick you. Be hot. Well, yes. I mean, that's been proven. Yeah. Let's say you're not hot, though. What can you do?
1: Uh, so, someone like me, what I can do?
3: <laughs> be really funny, uh,
1: really funny. Yeah, funny. that would be good. I don't know though. Do people want a clown at the office place? Like,
3: not a clown, but you got to be like witty, witty, and funny, quick. Okay. Yeah,
2: you are more likely to get hired if you stand like Superman. Okay, the more powerful and confident you feel the more likely you are to get hired. Wait,
1: and how does it, like, he literally, Superman, stands... It's a power
2: stance, they like call a it. a
1: mannequin or something. Hands on
2: the hips. Hands on the chest hips. Chest out. Chin up. Hello, I'm here for a job. <laughs> Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Pick me. Yeah. Okay, so they did this the researchers did this mock interview with unattractive people and attractive people. Yeah. In the first round, the managers viewed the good-looking people as more hireable. We knew that was going to happen because they're more confident. Then in the re- the researchers did a second round and they had the less attractive group do their pitch in a power stance.
1: Hello. <laughs> I'm here for the job.
2: (laughs) And guess what? They, that totally evened the playing field with the attractive people. They were just as hireable because they stood with confidence.
1: I may be a bald man with not a lot to offer, but I can stand like Superman.
2: (laughs) There you go.
1: Good tip. Right? I just, you know, Confidence. I don't know. Yeah. Confidence. That's an awkward stance though.
2: Stand with confidence. It makes all the difference in the world if you're going in for a job interview. Right? Okay, I'll believe Good you. luck.
3: <laughs> it's Tucker and Maura in the morning.
2: Energy 95-3.